Hello folks, welcome to Chronicles. This is our first session. Uh, this is gonna be the intro to who we are and how we all came together. I'm the Redneck, beside me is Craig. Across the table from me is Eminem, and the suit is on my right. We're going to be uh, podcasting as many times as we possibly can, because uh, we all have conflicting schedules, but we all want to get together as much as possible. Uh, we're gonna start out with how we all met and how we all came together. The first person I met in the group was Eminem. I met him in 1989. His legs were hanging out of the back of a car that he was uh, scraping window tent off of. Walked up and knocked on the door and the door slowly opened and he was covered in window tent. He goes, can I help you? <laughs> you had to have been there, but it was, uh, it was quite interesting. And uh, we have been buds ever since. He was your best man at the wedding. He was the best man at my wedding. I was at his wedding. I was at the suit's wedding. I didn't get invited to Craig's wedding. Nobody got invited to my wedding. Oh, no. is, that, is that why nobody was there? <laughs> so there's no way to tell if you're really married or not, or do you have a marriage license? I, I have something. I have a wife. That's, that's enough for proof of life. That's proof of life. Yeah, well, yes it is. If you're willing to strap that ringer on your finger and say you have a wife, then uh, chances are you have one. Uh, yes. Went to work at a local car dealership a few years later, and I met the suit. He and I had an interesting start with one another. We're both bullheaded, so we headbutted quite a bit uh, in the beginning, but have become very dear friends with one another, and uh, we still keep track of one another, and that's almost been 30 years ago. That's correct. And I was at his wedding. That's correct. Did I no, have a good time? Uh, Do you remember? I had to sit next to the blonde, so yeah, you had a much better time than I did. Yes, you did have a good time. I got pictures to prove it. All right. Yes, he does. He gave me some of them. <laughs> blackmail. Yeah, they were blackmail pictures. Yeah, I hope you're good with that. I'm good with anything at this point. After 30 years of marriage, I'm not. <laughs> well, oh, so you're not married 30 years yet. It's been 25. We just celebrated our 25th wedding anniversary because much like you and I, when I first met uh, my wife, we did not like each other. I moved down here April 30th of 1989 from Asheville, North Carolina because I needed change of scenery and jobs were plentiful and so I got a job at Englander Toyota. You know, I went in and told them, you know, I was a detailer and how many years experience I had and they said, well, we'll hire you. Started, you know, working there and then my the second day, I believe I was there, they said, well, since you're a detailer, we got a project for you. I'm going, sure, no problem. They said, Supra there, we need the window tent stripped, you know, because it's kind of illegal and it'll make it look better by selling. I said, sure, no problem. So I said, okay, when the tent, I said, I'll let it sit out in the sun with the lift back, raise it up and that'll help to get that window tent off because with the defrost lines on there, you can't use razor blades because you mess up the defrosting system in your bag. So everybody said, I can't believe you're doing it. I'm going, well, hey, it's a challenge. I'm gonna prove these people whatever they tell me to do, I can do. So I said, okay, I said, you guys just man everything else. I'm gonna get on my back, lay down. He's the simplest way to get this tent off. And if anybody needs me, you know where I'm at. So I said, just 
close it down on my legs and I'll be fine. So I get in and start working and, you know, paying mine to nothing. I said, I'm going to get this done and all. And then all of a sudden I look and I see a body. Yeah. A knock raise up. I'm going, can I help you? Mm. And then we started a conversation. And just after that, Eric and I, we, we hit it off. From that day on, we hit it off and started talking conversation and started going out partying and eating. And I got a chance to meet his first son whenever he, you know, he was a baby. And we took him out. Matter of fact, we, we used to take him to the uh, motocross when he had it down at the old Citrus Bowl. And oh my God, he loved that. The kid, I mean, Eric would hang on to it and I would hang on to him for a while when the bikes come around. I mean, it, 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 it was fun. It's just like we'd known each other for years. I mean, just hit it off because sometimes, you know, whenever you move to different places, people tend to kind of want to feel you out and see what you're about. And in that case, it was nothing like that. But then, too, I've always always been a person when it comes to meeting people. I'm straightforward and honest. I'm not shooting a bunch of BS. And that's how people know me. And I've always perceived it that way. And that's me and I'm nobody else. And people always say, you know, you know something? I've always got this and I always look at people real strange and say, wait, you don't act and talk like a black person. And I'm going, well, what's a black person supposed to talk wait a minute. like? You're black? <laughs> <laughs> what? <laughs> Okay. Yeah. Okay. I mean, this, this question. Do you know who Archie Bell and the Charles are? Yes. Yeah. But, you know, there again, but you have to realize this is back in like 1989, 1990 back then. People were still kind of, you know, filling, you know, people out. And where I come from up the mountain, I mean, everybody knew me. I mean, just like because I stood out in the crowd. I did. I went, please, did ask my pleas, and people knew who I, who I was, so it was no problem. And I moved to Orlando, Florida, so you kind of have to, you know, reestablish yourself when you move from place to place. I mean, it was a... Orlando's not Orlando that we know now. Back no, then. no, no, no. I mean, back, it was a small town. Like, small, feel. small town, because when I first moved here, and uh, I moved over to uh, Kirkman, driving down Kirkman, there was only maybe two or three apartment complexes. In Valencia. Yeah. In Metro West. In Metro that West, was a, that was yeah. That was it. And then once you went further down, one of our, our, our we uh, there was Bally's. There was none of stuff there. And then there was the Twin Towers, as they Still called there. it. Still, Still there. there. Been there that, many a time. That, that was a party haven for us. Nope. And one, of, I tell you, where I met a lot of people was J.B. Sports, Sports Bar. Bar. Oh, my God. <laughs> JB, yeah. that, that was the place to go to hang out and party because they always had a crowd and they always showed like college games, basketball, football, and JB Sports Bar. That was the only place like that yeah. down there. This was before yeah. Universal Studios. Studios. Sure. Yeah. So you had the you either had iDrive, you had the Twin Towers, you had JB Sports Bar. And you had to go way up into Crime Hills to, to find some other place because there was yeah. nothing on Kirkman. Yeah. Or, or, yeah. or J.J. Whispers. Or J.J. Whispers. Yeah, there you go. <laughs> J.J. Whispers. <laughs> I, I've heard only rumors. I, I was not there myself. <laughs> <laughs> who remembers Who remembers these things? Oh, well, yeah, who remembers these things? Speaking of J.J. Whispers, remember, I, we were there so many times. Remember the night there, this girl, 
I had this coat on, and I love this coat. And she told me, she said, you know something? I don't know, there's something about this coat. She said, I want this coat. What would I have to do to get this coat? I said, nothing, because I'm not giving my coat up. She said, can I wear your coat? I'm going, only if I can be around you. Why? I said, because you're not stealing my coat. And that was so weird. I'm going, and the women there, oh, my Lord. How'd that coat thing work out for you? Let's stay on point. How did it work yeah. out? Did you get it back? I, yes. Okay. Yes, I got it back because he was stuck to her like glue. I was, yeah, because the coat it was given to me as a gift. One of my friends that was in uh, Vietnam gave me that, coat. and on the back it was specially designed, stitched, hands. It was all hand stitched. The surroundings of the uh, the Delta was was the Mekong Delta, Mekong Delta, Mekong Delta, and a bunch of other places. Oh my God, it was beautiful. It was in like red and green. Uh -huh. I love that coat. But it's gone. The coat. You know something? I I, I feel like tension with the coat. I don't know. Something's going <laughs> Unfortunately, on. Unfortunately, my first <laughs> <laughs> my first uh, my first marriage and divorce. The coat went. L how I, the um, hell did she wind up with the coat? Listen, listen to this. I told her, I said, you know, you know, things are not working out. Well, when you're in a marriage and your wife tells you her first marriage was love and her second marriage was money, I'm on, you know, I'm so cranked. I'm on detail business working six to seven days a week, 12 hours a day, making good money. And all of a sudden, 2001, she said, you know something, do you want a divorce? I'm going, no, I'm fine. I'm good. So all along, she's constantly asking me this, and I'm going, what is going on with this one? And so finally I said, look, do you want a divorce? Let's just get a divorce. And then I said, okay, let's go through uh, reconciliation. She said, no problem. This was on a Wednesday. So I'm at work that Monday. Sheriff's Department shows up. Divorce page. Well, you know, there again, she worked for, she was a paralegal for Michael Sigmund, one of the high power attorney <coughs> lawyers mm. in Orlando. She worked for him, so he didn't cost her nothing. That's called expedition. Yeah. Yeah. I, I, mine up costing me about $100,000 between paying her and well, lawyer. Well, remember him and then what the opposite of love is. The opposite of love is not hate. The opposite of love is ambivalence. And well, hundred grand will buy a lot of dinner. Yeah. And then I go to get my stuff. I open the garage door. All my clothes is in a big pile on the floor in the dirt. So I get a van. My next time I call, you need help? I say yes. So I just got what <laughs> I could and put it in the van. And then I've got storage. And I, I sort it out. Then I'm going through stuff. And I'm going, I'm missing this. I'm missing that. And the coat. coat and, and I just said, there's no reason. I, I, I just want to claim what I got, move on, and go on. Well, you know. And um, never seen the coat again. Never seen the coat again. And, and my wife's had her turn on speed dial for 30 years. So I've got to walk on eggshells myself. And how many jackets do you have? A lot. <laughs> You're going to go home and count them. I don't know where to start again. <laughs> so how does Eric tie into just at the tent to the divorce? You were there the whole time. Oh, no, no, no. The, he was worried long after we met. Do you know where the jacket is? No, I don't know where no, the jacket is. No, he doesn't. Just know. ask him. That's all right. No. Please, but, I'm, uh, I'm not married to so what's-her-face. Yeah. What's <laughs> <laughs> Just but, answer the question. You know, but you know, like anything, you know, you marry somebody, you marry for love. And I did. Eric knew that. But other women can find things out, sense things out about other women where men don't. And I agree with that. so many, Eric's wife, other people, 
constantly told me, Eminem, she is not for you. She's using you, and she's not. That kept going in my mind. And then, you know, they, they all came over. We all hung out. And I found out that early. They said, we did it for you. Not for, I said, I appreciate that. I truly appreciate you guys doing that. And then you know, tell me, because like anything else, you know something's wrong, but you you go through the paces. So because she, was, she was the devil's disciple. Basically, yeah. But like anything else, I've always been a person to go through things. I've never been labeled a loser, even in marriage. When I said those vows, I meant those vows. I didn't take them jokingly. And unfortunately, you know, pastor, he told me, he said, Eminem, I know both of you said, sometimes it's better to save one soul than try to save two souls. Because he knew what was going on and, you know, down the road. But, you know, at, back back to Eric and us meeting, like I said, we used to hang out and I'll pick up Jeremy, you know, and do stuff. And, oh my God, we used to go out and, and eat. We'd go over to the beach. I mean, we did everything together. Then I moved in with my crazy roommate, Nancy. <laughs> the roommate from, from hell. hell. <laughs> she she used to, when I'd go out, she'd put a sign on the door, woman cleaning house in the nude. She would clean house in the nude. But she put a sign on the door. Yeah, to let me know. That's polite. Yeah. That is polite. So, so, I mean, you know, like anything, we were friends. Forward I mean, I, I, I saw that body so many times. I never, you know. Oh, it, <clears throat> I never touched her. We were friends. Seriously, it is like anything else. When it comes, I found when it comes to women, no matter, you got to respect them. Yeah, but that's called entrapment. Well, you, exactly. But there again, too, you got to, you got to be a strong man. I was yeah. a strong man. Huh. I was a very strong man. I'm incredibly weak. God bless you. <laughs> You're a strong man on the incredibly weak side, right? Is that what <laughs> right, yeah, those are <laughs> the same but different. Yeah. The same but different. A giant amongst midgets. Yeah, and, and matter of fact, still to this day, she lives up in Missouri. We keep in contact. I, we talk about twice a month. And, huh? I didn't ask. She, she drives a school bus, so I don't know. I'm hoping not. Oh, wow. <laughs> if they only she, knew. Does she clean her school bus, maybe? <laughs> <laughs> That's illegal in all 48 states. But, I, like I said, I, I ran across a lot of unusual situations since I moved down near Orlando. That was one of them. Then, you know, Eric and I, we, we used to hang out. And, oh, my God, I'll never forget the one night he had the Camry, the five-speed silver Camry. I love that car. And we used to take that car everywhere. And... He worked late and wind up somewhere up past, what, Jacksonville when you flipped it. Oh, no, I was going to um, mm. one of my best friend's uh, wedding from mm. high school, and uh, I'm, I'm going up um, 75, and this car passes me. I'm doing 70 miles an hour, and this car passes me, and they had to be doing 100, 105, 110. Wow. So it, it was a naked lady with a I, vacuum in the back. I, yeah, that's it. <laughs> so I downshifted the car. I downshifted the car, and I caught up to him. And we're running along 105, 110. For a long time, and I actually fell asleep mm. doing 110 miles an hour down the road. Wow! And I drifted off down into the middle median. The sound of the dirt and the grass and everything hitting my car. I opened my children. eyes, and all I could see is dirt going over the hood of my car. I grab the steering wheel to the right, and it goes into a sideways spin up the hill across. Oh, the pavement, and then when it hits the other side in the sand, it digs in and it upends and lands in a roof 
in the woods. Whoa. Um, and I banged my, that car had the electric uh, seat belts and I banged my head on the seat belt, had this huge bruise on the side of my head. And these, these people that saw it happen come down there and they're beating on the car and I'm hanging upside down with the seat belt locked, you know, because oh, the car's upside right. down. They, they, got, they, got the, they got the car door open. They got me out of the car. Had some things in the car I shouldn't have probably had in the car. They, a couple guys took that and ran it off of the woods and threw it away. Shotguns, dildos, get, get all that out of there. Now, we talked about this. You're not supposed to talk about that. Oh, my bad. <laughs> that's episode, that's chapter three. Yeah, that, that's, that's in the up and coming chapters. I forgot, I forgot this was introduction. Is this going to be sexual, this story, the ending? No. About that time, the Highway Patrol shows up, has me do a sobriety test, because I'd had a couple drinks before I left town. I guess I smelled like alcohol. Didn't we always... Pretty much. Uh, Have a then, couple then, drinks. He, then he then he lectures me for probably twenty minutes on how I'm hurting everyone and myself. What year is this? That was uh, nineteen ninety. Ninety, yeah, nineteen ninety. That was like August or September of nineteen ninety. Had to get the car and me hauled back to Orlando because I was two miles <laughs> south of the. Florida Georgia border. I think uh, I think it cost five hundred dollars then. Then to gas have, was a bucket gallon. To have the yeah, right. To have the car towed back. That was all sorts of fun, and I actually <laughs> did. I did not get a ticket. And you got the car fixed. Yes. The England or Toyota fixed the car, or it was Steve Westfall. Westfall. But a lot of the people that I'd worked with there still work there. They fixed the car. And two years later, the all the poles going up to the windshield and the back window started to rust from underneath. <laughs> so you got, got rid of that car. <laughs> so you didn't get injured, just your head? Oh, it, I had a huge bruise on my head, and I hurt from head to toe, of course, because there's nothing like <laughs> upending a car doing somewhere between 110 and 80, 70, 80, 90 miles an hour. And then it landing on a roof in the woods. Nothing like that dead stop to snap you to life. Oh, you know what yeah. they say, God protects children and tongues. And it was both that night, yes. You're lucky. Good for you. Yes, my mother didn't lose her second son. There we have it. So, what are we talking about? What's... How we met Eric. Oh, how we met Eric. Just going through, Our basically, connection. how I met Eric and some of the adventures that me and him, Neil, you know, been on. and What got us here today. What got us well, here today. Going back to your divorce. <laughs> uh, I have... A little ditty. Okay. Uh -oh. It's the jacket, dude. I know you know. No, no, this is not about the jacket. This was like a week or two after, but uh, after they split up, um, we used to go over and visit them from time to time, me and my family. And um, she decides to write a letter because she's trying to gather a little army against Eminem. I remember calling the suit. Because when she sent that letter to me, it really, it really bothered me. I wasn't there to see her. I was there to see him. We love this man over here. My wife reads it. I read it. And we're looking at each other we're like, what is she thinking? So I called you, told you about it. And I think your exact response was, if you don't answer her, she will just go away. That's yeah. wise. If you don't like the conversation, change the subject. Right. A few days later... I stopped over to Eminem's work and uh, and I told him about the letter and he goes, well, you know, you can be friends with her. And I said, no, we don't like her. <laughs> so we used to come over to your house to see you, not her. I said, so she's trying to gather a little army against you. I said, I'm not good with that. That's all I want to say about that. I got, got that out. Got it off your shoulders. Yes. Serenity now? I have serenity now. <laughs> 
down the road, uh, going over to the Honda store, Eric finally introduced me to the suit. And it was interesting because, once again, you know, he's dressed up, suit tile, clean, and I'm going, okay, now, what's this guy? He looks like he is going to be snotty. Snooty. Snooty, snotty type of person. So, you know, because I, I, I met a lot of suits, and most of the suits that I met, we didn't get along too well. Well, that's because you're a professional against Well, maybe that's so true, but... <laughs> <laughs> I try to give everybody the benefit of the doubt. You know, like anything else, I said, well, okay, Eric, it's Eric's trainer's doing I said, this, this guy's got to be good. He's got to be legit. So, I said, I'm going to this open-minded, and we, we hit it off, I think, pretty good. We never had any problems, you know, whatsoever. I mean, we always had a great conversation. I was very comfortable with you because yeah. you weren't prejudiced towards me. Huh? <laughs> I Sue, don't go there. You're you're going somewhere. See what I just did there? Yeah, I know you did. But I... No, when it comes to that, no, no, no. That, that had nothing to do with no prejudice. Just like anything, I was just trying to feel, you know, feel people. I have a picture of you holding your first daughter. I still have it in my scrapbook back there. I have a picture of you oh, and your really? wife and your two daughters when they were I guess about five or six years. And I just met you, so from yeah. what you just described, they've taken right after you. I have no idea. Yep. <laughs> they've taken right after you. Got all dad's qualities. <laughs> yeah. And wow. Craig, I just recently <clears throat> met him for the first time. It's been, what, about a month ago, I believe? About a month Yeah, we met yeah. about a month ago. About a month ago. We had uh, the suit in on the phone, the phone for the yeah. first uh, interview because yeah. this is a brainchild for me. Sure. And the four of us getting together, I think all of us have uh, interesting personalities and very interesting senses of humor. And uh, we're all coming from different angles. And uh, I think we all get along together and we have fun. We've been sitting here talking for 30 minutes. <laughs> and uh, we've and we haven't even got to Craig yet. It's Craig's <laughs> turn. Okay. <laughs> He had the hots for the young lady that worked behind the rental counter. This is weird because... How long you, what year? This is... Like 2015. Yeah, five five years. I mean, four and a half, four, right? Four and a, it was yeah. like four and a half years ago. Not yeah. very long. But that's odd because I was going to open up and say that I met Eric from Eagle Rider because the girl mind. that worked at the rental department had the hots for me. So he reversed it a little bit. <laughs> Or maybe you just had the hots for each other. We're not sure which. There you uh, go. Maybe I originally went in there for Eric and then seen her. You know, I I don't know. I don't know where I'm at right now. I know this is radio and nobody can see you. Uh, But Craig's got a very full beard. Full beard. A full beard. A very lovely beard, if I may be so proud. And back in the day, uh, I would shave twice a day just because you never knew when you would meet the right man. So I completely understand what Craig just said. Right. (laughs) <laughs> wow <laughs> and uh we've uh craig and i've had some interesting uh times since then he's a great cook by the way hmm. he used to come down when we did uh stuff at eagle rider that required the grill um well cooking is very intimate for somebody else it's it not the most intimate thing you can do besides sleeping with somebody in the same bed with clothes on right or just said there you go with clothes with clothes on with clothes on right cooking is more intimate than that i think so yeah Yeah. i'm glad we all agree naked cleaning (laughs) 
it's pretty intimate unless you put up a sign. Well, you know. Eminem has the naked cleaning stuff in his corner. So. Well, I'm buying my wife a vacuum cleaner. <laughs> and I'm not so buying I'm her gonna, clothes anymore. And no more clothes. I'm going to need somebody's couch for 2020. <laughs> you're cutting up her JC Penny cards. Is that what you're saying? Yeah, I'm cutting them up. I went to get my motorcycle endorsement. Always wanted to ride a motorcycle. We're talking four and a half years. So I uh, went to a motorcycle place down in Kissimmee. And it was on a Saturday. So we did a half a day in Kissimmee. And I never go to Kissimmee. I I live East Orlando. Um, Kissimmee's too far for me. There's nothing really down there that I need. But anyways, I had a weekend off. I said, I'm going to get my motorcycle endorsement. And I signed up with the company down in Kissimmee. So did a half a day. And at the end of the day, she split the class up three she said, you guys are going to Jetport. You guys are staying in Kissimmee, and this group is going somewhere else. Well, I happen to be in the group of Jetport. So I looked at Lane, and I said, you know, uh, I'll just stay in Kissimmee. I said, I'm down here for the weekend. No big deal. I'll just stay here. She goes, no, sir. You're going to Jetport. So after lunch, I didn't argue because she was very rough. Uh, <laughs> I thought you liked it, rough. Yeah, well, I do. I do. I do. Not that rough, though. Oh, uh, okay. <laughs> so I went up to Jetport after lunch, and there I go to the. I needed to get gloves and a helmet, and, and whatnot to take the course. And here's this five foot, ninety pound lady, uh, heavy mascara, uh, a couple tattoos. Um, it's good to see you back in men's clothing. <laughs> <laughs> And I approach the table with this helmet, and she sells me the helmet and the gloves, and I don't think much of it, and I go about my business. I take the course. She's in and out. Well, bye. Get my endorsement. I'm off. Two weeks. I go, man, I wonder what's happening with that lady down there at Jetport Drive. Just a standout. A knockout lady. So I go back, and uh, who, who was the gentleman that worked there with her? Matt. Matt. Evidently, what I didn't know is behind the scenes, she sees me walking in, and she immediately goes... Oh my God, it's that guy. I got to run. Well, she's I'm probably running out of fear. So Matt intercepts me, right? I leave my business card with her because she didn't come out. And a week after that, she texts me. She says, hey, what's going on? We end up meeting up for dinner. Blah, blah, blah. blah. Long story short, we start dating. Not me and Eric because I pointed to Eric, but uh, me and Mindy start dating. I've been and, looking at him the entire show. <laughs> I've been looking at him for four and a half years. He's infatuated with you. I will get in that man's pants. <laughs> so I, I go in uh, on occasion. She, her, um, Eric and Mindy have a great relationship, good working relationship, a good humor relationship. They laid a lot of stories on each other. Um, and uh, Eric comes out. I'm there visiting, sitting at the chair. Eric comes out and he introduces himself and I introduce myself and uh, he says some wise ass shit. And I throw some wise ass shit back to him. And the room goes silent. And my wife, girlfriend at the time, wife now, looks at Eric. She goes, wow, I've never seen this before. She says, this is the first guy that ever made you speechless. Well, no, it's not. I've been speechless more than once. I've also opened my mouth way more than once when I probably should have been speechless. Well, it was uh, it was something else to Mindy because she she knew it was something different. And since then, I mean, we we banter back and forth. I, I feel like I'm sitting at this table with people that I've known. I mean, I've just met you two hours ago, but I could definitely insert you somewhere, you know, within life and and, and get a, mother. Yeah, yeah, could be, could be. I mean, me and Magic look alike. So I mean, there, you know, that's the first Except thing. I'm bald headed. You're bald headed. He doesn't have a beard anymore. Yeah, no. But other than that, that's how me and Eric met through Eagle Rider. 
through uh, a mutual friend of his who ended up being my wife. Yes. And, uh, congratulations I, again. Congratulations. Yeah, thank you. Even though I didn't get invited to freaking wedding. <laughs> That's the second time you said that. Hey, I was lucky to be invited to that wedding. What do you remember about you and I meeting? Suit. Uh, I was on shore leave. The elevator doors opened. He threw himself at my feet. I all the time back then. That's all I remember. My, at, at, at this point in time, I have to say my first true memory of you is we're it's a cold march morning i mean it's cold uh he and i are standing there in the the honda store we worked at had a set of doors that opened in position so you could drive cars in and out of the showroom it's like 9 30 10 o'clock in the morning we're both standing there and well, i'm standing there in the sun trying to warm up because i was cold he comes walking up and we we start talking about something stupid <laughs> And the customer parking for the store was right in front of that door. And this beat up old car pulls in and this young guy gets out. He looked to be 19, 20 years old. And we, the floor where we worked uh, was split up. You had used car salespeople and you had new car sales. And I was, there was only two used car salespeople because we only had like 35 used cars. And then there was new cars and there was like eight guys for new cars. And the suit was a new car salesperson. I said, that is a new car person. He said, no. And he turned to walk away and I grabbed, he had a, he had a suit on. I reached out and I grabbed him by the jacket and I yanked him back. And about that time, the kid opens the door and I shove him in front of the kid and I run away. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> and he marches into the brochure rack, gives him a brochure, and pushes him out the door. <laughs> now, the ending of that story, the funniest part about that story is we had no surveys in 1992 when a guest came in to buy a new car. Now, yeah, there was no Google. Oh. Which, they had to do that. That is a wonderful thing for the consumer. But at that time, there was no survey. So, we sold a car and we rolled it. It was what it was. This guy that I so rudely put back happened to be on trial basis from the manufacturer to find out what the survey would be all about. So he was oh. in to give an opinion about the dealership and those that oh, no. work with him. <laughs> so needless to say, because when he got a hold of the general manager of that store, I got slayed. He, he even said I had bad breath. Secret shoppers. Mystery shoppers, they call them. Mystery shoppers, they call Wow. But, and that that was the first one, because the next sales meeting we had, which we had a sales oh, meeting. Oh, yeah, that only happened once. Every Friday morning, um, <laughs> they stood up there, the GSM stood up there, held the meeting, and that was the topic that opened the meeting up. That incident. Yeah, don't be and then he said, and and here's the interesting thing, instead of turning it into a bad thing, they turned it into a good thing. They said, well, guys, what we want you to do is, is we want you to treat everybody like they're buying something, hmm. which you're supposed to. If you yeah, want to be a successful right. salesperson, yeah. you have to treat everybody the same. And they put a $50 spiff that if you up this person, that's what we call it in the business. Um, qualify them. Take them on a test drive. Ask them for a test drive. And if they ask, if they say yes, you take them. 
And then when they come back, at that point in time, they would break off from you. They wouldn't sit down and try to work a deal with you. They would. Right. And you're supposed to get their information, and they we had started logging people at that point because that fun little red card system we had. Remember that? DRA. Yeah. No, DAR. Daily Activity Report. Yeah, the DAR report. You had to log whoever you waited on on your your daily activity <coughs> report. And if you log this person, and then when the mystery shopper company sent it back to the the ownership, and they would check on it, if you did it, then they would give you a check for 50 bucks. I never made a dime out of that. In fact, that was so bad they promoted me. <laughs> right to management. They promoted him to get him off the floor. <laughs> and it's funny because it's true. That's exactly what happened. Um, <laughs> yeah. I, I, actually, I got a lot of $50 ones after they said that. Course that uh, I'm not going to say what that truly was, but we won't go into that. Mama don't know money. Mama. <laughs> I think that's a sign that we're up against a commercial break. Well, let's wrap this up. <laughs> <laughs>